Hello everybody and welcome to the 15th episode of series 6 or the 115th episode overall. It's really weird when I say that. Well now, this week's episode is something that we would all like to admit that we do. However, very few will actually admit it, either in public or even to ourselves. Because it is a flaw in all of us that we cannot admit to because we might look or feel weak and not in control. What is it? We already know what it is. Defensiveness. Why do we go into being defensive? And we all do it. Some of us know it, some of us don't know it, some of us half know it, some of us kind of know it, and others haven't a clue what I'm talking about, even though they do it. So, just before I get started, here is a little something. There's a place I sometimes go
defensiveness. You all know that it will mostly be around when we feel that we're being criticised, even when we're not. Defensiveness comes when we try to defend ourselves from feeling hurt or angry, or even ashamed. When we perceive another is being critical of us. Now, I want you to note here that I'm saying the word perceive, because it doesn't mean that it's reality. It is a form of protection on our part against perceived threats. When we do this, we'll normally become more rigid or stuck in our opinions and beliefs. This, of course, will lead us to refusing to see or hear another's point of view. More often than not, we will actually rearrange our thought pattern to blame the other person for how we're feeling and we'll even become critical ourselves. Now, this type of defensiveness will so engage you that you won't even see it coming until it has actually engulfed your relationships and begun to cause problems. It is also well used as a form of avoidance of conflict with others because it distracts you from what you really feel. Remember that the very essence of defensiveness is to take the attention away from you and towards the faults of the other person. And what happens then? Well, in comes blame. So what are the different types of defensiveness, I hear you ask? Well, here are some that I know about, and a lot of them you will probably recognise immediately. I would even go so far as saying anyone who feels like I'm getting at them will now this minute go on the defensive in their head. (laughs) Good luck with that. Right, number one. Reminding somebody of past mistakes or bringing up the past. Well, we have a tendency to do that a lot when there's an argument. We bring up something that somebody, some mistake somebody has made, you know, months ago or years ago or, you know, and it happens an awful lot with people who cheat in their relationships and the other person knows about it and they forgive and all that and the relationship goes on. But somewhere in the background, we don't really forgive. So the next time that we have an inkling or curiosity or we have an argument, it'll be brought up and thrown in the person's face. Who's got the issue, though? Who's going on the defensive? Anyway, number two, giving somebody the silent treatment. (laughs) This is where we ignore somebody's attempt to resolve an issue and just not speak to them for hours or even days, sometimes months. And I've seen it happen over years. Number three. Making another person have doubts about the reality of their own memory. I suppose another word for that is one that's relatively new. Gaslighting. Number four. Verbally attacking another person to discredit them. Number five. Behaving as if you are better than the other person. And that the other person should not question you. So it would be maybe indignation or feeling I'm morally superior. Number six, when we play the victim role, I agree with the other person, but ensure that they feel guilty. Now, we all know that what causes defensiveness in one person will be different to another person, because it's different for everyone. It can come from learnt behaviour, or it can come from a childhood experience. But here are the most common threads. Now, I'm sure that you'll be able to, you know, think of a few more, but these are the few that I know about. Being afraid of rejection, being afraid of failing, 
having low self-esteem, lacking confidence, avoiding conflict, no knowledge of how to manage criticism, anxiety, we're being deceitful or not being honest, the inability to be genuinely assertive, avoiding the truth. It can be a reaction to guilt or to shame. I'm not willing to say I made a mistake or childhood negative experiences. However, having said all those, the biggest reason above all in all of this is fear. Because of this fear, we go into flight or fight mode in our heads, which leads to emotions like anxiety and anger. Now, some of the physical signs of defensiveness might include the following. One, acting out. In other words, childish behaviour. Not childlike now, but childish behaviour. Number two, going quiet and isolating oneself from other people. Number three, fighting verbally or even becoming physically violent. And number four, crossing your arms in a non-calm way. Remember, being defensive can be small or severe, depending on the situation. And you may get defensive if, for example, someone says to you that you hurt their feelings. You may become defensive and instead of hearing and listening to what they are saying, you'll bring up something that they've done in the past that caused you to feel hurt, even then. Most of the time we know when we are being defensive. Think about it. We do. But what might not be so clear is recognising the defence mechanisms behind our reactions. Remember, they do seem very similar, but defensiveness is a behaviour that we're aware that we're doing, while other defence mechanisms are habits that I may not know I'm actually using. There is no healthy defence mechanism that work in all situations. So, for example, rationalisation may be appropriate, but intelligentization is not. Yet all of these can benefit us deeply if used correctly. There are sometimes good reasons for using coping mechanisms and sometimes we have to intentionally choose one to help us better handle a difficult situation or emotion. Like we might choose to use a problem-solving mechanism at work while emotionally focused mechanism to help us manage how we perceive our feelings. We can also call these coping strategies. We just have to know what they are when we use them to get the greatest benefit and learning. So inevitably, you are going to ask the question, what can help me to be not so defensive? And again, remember, one size doesn't always fit all. But here you go. Let me give you a few pointers that might help. Give them a try. But before I do that, sit back for a few minutes and listen to this. White rain Flowing through my spine Have I lost the meaning of love? Have I lost the meaning of life? Now the answers Don't come easy like they used to When we were young When we were strong Afraid of these cold lines on my face 
For they may lead me to a better place Will you remember what I've done? Will you remember where I've been When you throw my ash to the wind? White rain has a hold of me now. All my wisdom couldn't save me from my lonely self. Will my evil come back and haunt me when I'm older, when I'm dying, when I'm done? I've nearly broken out from this nightmare I've been living in. Will you whisper in my ear those three words I long to hear? Will you be my savior? Will you be my friend? There's an old lake at the top of the Some of the pointers that I'm going to give you will be somewhat challenging, but how much of a challenge will depend entirely on how defensive you are in your everyday life and how much you are willing to try and put that aside and try something new. So, the first step. You have to get to know what triggers your defensiveness in the first place. Because if you know what will trigger you into defensiveness, then you have a chance to choose a different response. So, for example, if you know you're going to lash out or go quiet when you feel like you are being harassed or bullied or shouted at, then you can put in place a plan to take a step back and to take a few deep breaths and to slow down. 
so you remain in control and calm because this will allow you to stay in the present or in the here and now and to respond appropriately. Number two, now this one is very simple. It is to give it a name. Call the feeling you have at that moment of trigger by its name. To do this, just begin to notice what is happening in your body. For example, oh, I see I've started to sweat and have a very dry mouth. Oh, I've an awful pain in my shoulder or oh, I've started to fidget, etc. Noticing the physical responses, the fact that you are focusing on them and not the trigger will automatically slow things down and give you enough time to respond differently rather than your normal automatic response, which will end up being regretted and of course unproductive. And then name what you feel to yourself. This again will take you a step further by helping you to see the need for reflection and the possible self-care. You might even go further after self-reflection and share your feeling, even if it's the dreaded anger or irritation or anything else, even fear. With this, it can give you a chance to feel a little more secure, especially in the situation that you find yourself. Most of us are, I suppose, unskilled is a word that I would use, but we don't like giving difficult feedback. And sometimes we don't always express our positive intentions in sharing the feedback. So what I would say would be, don't presume that they're being negative. Take a step back before you react. Wait until everything is said and then maybe ask a couple of questions. They may actually have your best interest at heart. By doing this, I suppose you might be seeing them as a more caring collaborator rather than seeing them as the enemy. And that actually helps diffuse the tension that might be between you. Number four, for God's sake, don't take things personally. Remember, if somebody is saying something to you, they're saying it, not you. Sometimes we can take things personally because we feel threatened. And we interpret that as them saying, we're not smart, we're not good enough. Instead, can we try to frame it more in a positive way? So, for example, by saying, maybe your lecture may not have gone the way you wanted it to go because you got cut off in the middle of it. Not because you're just not a good lecturer. I think it was a psychologist. I can't remember. I know it was a female, Carol something. And I know the book was called Mindset. And she said, if I remember correctly now, and I'm going to paraphrase here a little bit. People who have a growth mindset will be curious and seek learning opportunities. Even if that means failing or looking really bad in the eyes of other people. Now, I see the mistake and failure not as only inevitable, but precisely how we learn and grow. Remember that our abilities or skills aren't fixed because we can improve on them with a little bit of effort. So try to find a way to maybe see what we find difficult feedback as maybe a learning opportunity and be more curious about it. Use my ABC. And here's the thing, do it when you definitely don't agree with it. Ask yourself, what could I do differently the next time? And number six, which is the biggest one as far as I'm concerned, self-compassion. Give yourself the same compassion, the same kindness that you give everybody else. We all make mistakes. We're all imperfect. 
If I understand that in my own life, then I will be less harsh with somebody else. Self-compassion focuses the brain from its primal survival reactions that will trigger defensiveness to be more receptive, allowing us to react better. Or my way of putting it is we will respond better if we're more forgiving towards ourselves. Now, while it's almost normal to go into the defensive, you do not have to respond defensively. Try any of these strategies, and I'm sure, I have no doubt that you can come up with some of your own. See how you can change how you are, which will change you towards other people. I hope this subject has made you think, made you wonder, made you query about how you are on the defensiveness scale. So thank you, everybody. Stay well, my friends. Stay safe. Namaste. It's not about you